All right. Ready in Hamesh, Alba, Shalosh, Stein. Yeah. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at podcast with Christina P. Ah, she's back. That's what's up. I survived the Rona, bitch. (laughs) Husband down. He brought that sweet COVID home from the hospital. I had COVID. I beat that shit because I'm strong. I'm Eastern European strong because my DNA is wrapped in sausage and fucking despair. And uh, my ancestors were cockroaches. And you know what? Because I've had the Rona, I ain't got nothing to, to be afraid of anymore. I said, I call my agent and I go, just put me out on the road. <laughs> Please, I want, I need to... Uh, do stand-up again so i have a date i'm gonna do addison addison texas february 4th through 6th at the addison improv uh i made the you know we've discussed safety measures they're they're only gonna do i think half capacity uh people are supposed to wear masks everything is you know within uh, within bounds of safety so if you're in addison come see me uh, the tickets have already sold really fast. I imagine you guys are dying to get out of the house and do something, as am I. So that should be really, really exciting. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silence. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Anyways, I'm, I'm fucking... Someone told me that anyways isn't what you're supposed... <laughs> anyways, I started saying it as a joke because that's how uh, gangbangers say it in LA. They go anyways. And now I say it and I do it all the time. It's so bad. It's one of those things that we do on your mom's house where we say things inappropriately and then in real life. It becomes how I say it. It's really bad. I think there's a stan, stan, stamina, right? Remember? Yeah, stamina. It was. Is, is anyways another one of those? Because I was seeing yeah. some emails about that too. That That's a joke word that you say? or you... Yeah, it started oh, okay. as because cholas in LA would be like, anyways. And I knew that was grammatically incorrect, but it's been so many years that I've said it. Anyways, that now I say it that way. Gotcha. <laughs> like, gotcha. So stupid. And same with st- stamina, right? Not yeah. stamina. 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 Because on your mom's house, there was stan- stanima. St- fuck. <laughs> <laughs> stanima, stanima is the correct way. Okay, stanima. Okay, so anyway, a- a fucking anyways, uh, February 4th through 6th, Addison, I'm so stoked to tell jokes again because I'm sure everyone listening that's a parent on this show, uh, we're fucking sick of being home with our kids and I am so excited <laughs> to get away from my family, especially having had the Rona. Uh, let's back that ass up. I'll tell you what happened. So my husband, Tom, you know, has this horrible accident the first week, first day of December, really. 
Uh, he's in the hospital. He has surgery to, to replay, repair his arm. His humor is broke. He snapped a tendon in his left knee. So he's having surgeries. He's like in the hospital for what, a week, six days. They discharge him. Then he goes to a rehab facility for another almost two weeks. He starts to feel sick in the rehab center. We think it's just him uh, detoxing off of oxys because they put him on all these crazy painkillers. So when he's like, oh, I have diarrhea, I'm like, whatever, druggie. Like, we know. Like, in the, my, my head, it's like that movie Train Spotting. Have you guys ever seen that one? You guys yeah, I love that movie. I know you do because you like cool movies, Solo. I know you <laughs> yeah. know Train Spotting. But remember when he, he detoxes, he gets off of heroin? And he's like, and you have to have, uh, what does he go? He goes, cream, cream of mushroom soup, two tins of. And then he like puts it together the things that he needs to detox from heroin. Yeah, yeah. And then he talks, but he's like, you get constipated on heroin. And then you have to shit all the time, like once you stop taking opiates. So where I thought it was just him getting off of opiates everyone did and i was like ah tom's having a really rough time and of course let's be honest wives you know how men when they get their man colds it's like like you guys are kind of pussies no offense when it comes to being sick i don't know how you are zolo are you a big pussy when you get sick i can be Mm. um yeah i definitely can be Mm -hmm. i don't know what happens you guys are tough you fight wars you do all kinds of cool stuff, but the minute a man gets a cold, oh shit, look out, right? So I'm like, oh fuck, he's gonna come home. He's gonna be all, you know, grumpy. I hired a nurse. I had a medical bed waiting for him in the basement. I was gonna throw him in the basement. And then he came home. We watched Harry Potter with the kids. We were so happy he was finally back. And then an hour later, right after Harry Potter ended, he got a phone call that he was positive for for COVID, and he picked it up in the fucking rehab facility. I was like, "You got to be kidding me, dude! You just breathed on my kids for the last hour. You breathed on me. No." So of course, I call. I get tested that night because I'm like, "There's, I can't, I cannot. I can, I had to send home the nurse. You send, you know, you can't have people working for you when you're COVID positive." So I was like, "This is it. This is going to be the worst, you know, two weeks of my life. I've got a husband that's broken." I've got two littles, you know, five and two. And now you're telling me I'm about to get the Rona too? Like, I'm the one that's got to keep all the plates spinning, right? Everybody knows mom is the center of the home. I'm the one that's got to take care of everybody. So I'm just like, fuck, dude. Like, the you know, the clock starts where I'm like, I'm, I'm going to get sick. And so I get tested the night of when he comes home. I'm negative. I'm like, oh, great. I can go to bed. I'm fine. And then the next day I'm sitting there and I'm like, huh. I don't have a taste like there's just no taste in my mouth it was so freaking weird and I'm like I gotta go brush my teeth I'm gonna go see what's up and I use really strong toothpaste because I like the burning feeling on my teeth you know like uh, I let it it's like arm and hammer with bleach in it or something and it it's so abrasive and I love the burn you know yeah yeah that's how oh. you know it's cleaning right <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah is that what you use uh no what's but your burn uh, I don't know the brand, but I, I, I like a, I, I like it with mouthwash, like a real good burn from some Listerine or something. You know it's doing its yes. job. Yeah. Ooh, Listerine. I haven't I haven't had that in so long where you just like it, it just makes you cry and salivate. Oh, yeah. like, you're like, oh I'm killing germs in this mouth. Yeah, it burns real good. Oh, it burns so good. Yeah. So I'm brushing my teeth and I'm like, no taste. This is wild. I'm like, that's it. I have the 
I got the Rona. No way. And I'm like, well, so far it's easy. Next day I call the guy back. He tests me out. No, he tests me two days later. I'm still negative. I'm like, no way. This is, and I'm having mild symptoms. Like my nose is a little runny, but my energy's fine. I'm taking the kids out for, you know, walks in the neighborhood. I'm fine. And then day four, wait, yeah. So then finally, I think after three days of symptoms, day four, I'm wiped. I sleep all day. And then I finally test positive after having had it for four days, basically knowing it. I stayed away from everybody though. I was quarantining in the house, but like, that's why I don't trust these rapid tests. You guys, you know, I, and they're good that we do them for some kind of peace of mind. But I'm telling you, dude, I, I knew I was like, oh, I don't feel normal. And then I was still getting negative on the test. So I don't buy that bullshit. These tests, they don't know nothing. Just stay inside. So it was a nightmare. I'm not going to lie. Um, COVID, while taking care of two children and my crippled husband was fucking horrible. And it was like... Um, it was right before Christmas, so I was doing the whole Elf on the Shelf charade. So, like, I, you know, I finally put those two monsters down, and I was just like, oh, God, I can finally go to sleep. And then, you know, you know, you lay down, and you're like, oh, the Elf, I gotta move the fucking Elf on the Shelf. And then you gotta be clever about it so the kid doesn't catch on, you know, I had to move the Elf, I put him up on, I put him up real high, you know, like, so he thinks that there's no way other than flying that that thing can get up there, and and uh yeah yeah that was horrible i remember uh one night i was so tired and just so sick and cranky and my two-year-old demands that i sing to him at bedtime and i remember he was like sing wheels on the bus sing wheels on the bus and i was like no no i don't want to. he's like sing it and you just want to avoid a tantrum so you're like i, I sang it i was saying it so begrudgingly like it was like out of a movie i was like Wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round, round and round. Okay, you done now? Like, it was just so depressing. And the the two-year-old has been in a real phase where he he's just real, you know, it's their age. Um, he, he's doing this thing now where when I go to the bathroom or anybody in the house goes to the bathroom, he has to flush it. And I made the mistake of I, I took a pee the other day and I automatically flushed it. He heard me flushing in the other room and came screaming in, no, pee again, pee again. He told me to pee again so that he could flush it down. And I, I did, I fucking, I was like, okay, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to push it out. And I pushed out just a tiny bit of pee and he was so thrilled that he could flush it. But Aww, uh, that's so sweet. I know I'm such a good You're mom, a right? Good mom. Oh, gosh, it's, it's really just me being lazy and avoiding the tantrum. Cause I, there's only so many cries you can take in a day especially when you're sick you're like i can't fucking i can't hear this again yeah but uh so that was that was cool too i'm down seven pounds because i can't taste or smell great right because i don't I, eating is like so boring have you gotten your taste yet back uh zola was all uh, at it too it, from it, it's come back a bit yeah i don't think we we said that on any of the shows but i did get it also around the same time that you guys got it and uh, i had a lot of the same experience like i got the rapid test as soon as i found out i'd been exposed and it came back negative so yeah kind of but you got it from someone else outside of here. yeah i yeah. know it's so crazy Everyone's we all getting, got it at yeah. the same well la right now is ground zero if you don't know i think they're estimating one in every five people has the virus right now so that's it's, crazy it's almost impossible <laughs> dr drew is down with it but but you sorry so you're but you still have anosmia right you can't taste anything 
my taste is mostly back. My smell's still not really there, but that's kind of like a good thing because you can't yeah. really smell any of the bad smells. I, I don't really miss <laughs> smelling. I like, know. <laughs> it, it's kind of strange at first, but now I'm like, oh, it's kind of cool. I don't smell anything bad. Doesn't bother me either because, you know, here's the way I see it is that we got out lucky. There's there are over, what, how many people died from this thing in the world? A million Millions, people. Yeah. And if I come out of this with just having lost taste and smell forever, like, dude, I got through a pandemic and that's all that I lost. Great. And like, I haven't drank alcohol since I got the Rona. No, since like December 20th, I would say, maybe before that. Haven't had a drop of alcohol and I'm down seven pounds. So, hey, Rona blessings. You got to count them. Um, I don't know. I hope it does come back. Goodness, that would fucking really suck if it didn't. Uh, but in the meantime, I was a really shitty mom while I I was sick. And I mean that. I don't mean like a shitty mom. I just mean I, you know, let the kids eat candy all day. And they just watched hours of television. And it's really alarming of the five-year-old's capacity to watch hours and hours of television. Like, he will I gave him the iPad, I remember, one day at like 11 a.m. And I was just like, like I had to sleep. So I didn't, I didn't go back to his room till like four and he was just still jamming on that iPad, just watching Netflix. You're like, how are how is this possible? Um, it definitely has repercussions though. Cause they get, they get wild after you, uh, get, you know, disconnect them from that shit. But uh, that was fun. So I found this article I thought was pretty interesting. I wanted to share with you guys. It ranks 2020 for those of you. I mean, we've all had quite a year um did it feel like the worst year in history well historians think that 2020 uh was one of the most stressful years in world history okay so i read one article that ranked 2020 as the sixth worst year in world history and this one i think makes it eight but here's here's crappy year number one 1862 the year of the bloodiest battle of the american civil war that's pretty gnarly. I'd say a war, definitely. More than 4,600 people were killed in a single day and 23,000 injured. Okay, we get it. That sucks. Next, garbage year. Number two, 1929, the year of the Wall Street crash. Yes, of course, obviously. That's terrible, too. Uh, what? I thought that said, okay, whatever. 1838, the year of the Trail of Tears. I remember vaguely learning that where Native Americans were forcibly removed from their land. Right, right. I remember that, learning that in history, and now I've forgotten it. Uh, 1919, year of the Spanish flu. We've all, hearing that, you know, we've heard that reference a million times because of this. Uh, 1968, the year of Martin Luther King Jr.'s assassination. That's Annie's day off, right, Annie? You're, you will be taking that day off to observe. He does every year. That was a pretty, I can't imagine that. Yeah, that was, a, that was a terrible year. And JFK was murdered in the same year. 1962, the year of the Cuban Missile Crisis. Also, I remember that vaguely in American history. Something about missiles didn't get launched. 2001, the year of the September 11 terrorist attacks. Now, would you rank that as a year worse than 2020, though? You guys lived through that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, a, a lot of these, I feel like... I feel like 2020 could take a lot of these years. Yeah, yeah. me too. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I didn't, I didn't live through most of them, but I don't know. 2020 was rough. Yeah, I would, because I lived through 2001 as an adult. I was maybe what 25 years old, and I remember that day being 
horrific. I remember waking up um, and seeing the build, you know, the towers being hit and falling. And I remember just being horrified the entire day and being horrified for months. But I don't, and I think, you know, that killed, let's see, 2,977 people were killed in the attacks, which is like peanuts compared to how many people have been killed in this pandemic. Mm, it was traumatizing. It definitely changed the country forever and launched us into another war. But I'd have to say in terms of suffering and length of suffering that this has caused, I don't know. I, I would rank 2020 before 2001. And you also need to take like, into account all the other shitty stuff that happened in 2020. <laughs> it wasn't just the pandemic. I mean, there was so much. <laughs> what do much you mean? Shit. No, it's fine. Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> what else happened? I, I've like blocked it out. So there was Trump and the whole election. Trump and the election it's and a nightmare. race riots. And oh, my goodness. <laughs> all these other people dying and just, ev yeah. I Death. Oh. What else happened? I'm, I blocked it out. I'm so I mean, well, there's everything else that happened as a factor of coronavirus. I know joblessness, joblessness people are the homelessness. Yeah, I'm not sure that this one, but whatever, keep going. There were the murder hornets. Murder hornets, those? I remember. Yeah, hey, were... man, and fucking UFOs happened, and people were like, big deal, got the Rona. Yeah, yeah. The, the fucking government confirmed that we found a, a, a foreign craft. We can't determine the materials of I, it's okay okay and now we have like a 180 day thing to like release all the information on uh ufos you hear about that what yeah that was in like a recent covid bill that was passed what are you talking about i'll pull it up yeah see that alien thing i'm not a huge guys i'm not a conspiracy theorist i have no interest in this kind of stuff but this this was a real thing ufo ufo report to be published in 180 days, thanks to U.S. relief bill, aliens, quote, not ruled out. What? You, can you make this type the font bigger? A UFO report penned by the U.S. officials UFO Research Task Force is set to be revealed in 180 days, thanks to a law hidden among a 5,600-page emergency relief bill signed by... President Donald Trump. I find it hilarious that we call him the president. The UFO report may be the soft disclosure ET enthusiasts have been waiting for since the U.S. Pentagon officially acknowledged video footage of multiple unidentified serial phenomena filmed in 2004 and 2015, although it is unclear how much the report will reveal. Nick Pope, a former UFO investigator for the MOD, thinks the extraterrestrial hypothesis has not been ruled out just yet. The news follows President Trump's signing a 1.7 trillion, oh, that's a trillion dollar, a trillion pound, <laughs> oh, this is from the UK. COVID-19 emergency relief. This is amazing. This is fucking crazy. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah, and it seems like every week now some other big uh, UFO news comes out. Like, um, there was this guy, he's the ex-Israeli space head that came out saying that aliens have visited us and have met with Trump <laughs> and all this stuff. <laughs> And Mike that Pence they, is an alien. Now. And that they're asking for <laughs> them not to be like revealed yet. Like what? It's crazy shit. Yeah. Here, I'll pull that up. Please pull this up. What is is? Are we all? 
see, this is why I got to move to Texas. I got to move to Texas and just live on a fucking piece of land with a shotgun. I can't do it anymore, guys. I'm fucking fried. Okay, what is it? Let me read this headline. Former Israeli space security chief says extraterrestrials exist and Trump knows about it. Bruh, this is from NBC News. So this is a reputable source. Get the fuck out of here. A former Israeli space security chief has sent eyebrows shooting heavenward. That's such a stupid sentence. By saying that earthlings have been in contact with extraterrestrials. Like, I thought, I like how he's like, uh, yeah. So what he's saying is that he, he sent eyebrows shooting heavenward. It, it raised uh, eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, yeah, that's really dumb. It's a really silly way to write that. But anyways... This is amazing. Earthlings have been in contact with extraterrestrials from a, quote, galactic federation. The unidentified flying objects have asked not to publish that they are here. Humanity is not ready yet. Okay, maybe this guy's nuts. Chaim Ashed. Chaim, how do you say it? You're Jewish. Ashed? Chaim, Mm -hmm. I think. Chaim said cooperation agreements had been signed between species, including an underground base in the depths of Mars. This guy's Chaim is nuts, right? Is he, is he been discredited as mentally ill? I don't know. This, this is all I've heard about him. But like, you know, it's from NBC. That's but this is an right? Israeli leader saying this. I mean, it's his former uh, former. So how old is he like demented? Is he old? Uh, let me look is into he it. Bipolar. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can say anything you want, but who knows? Anyway, let's look into this guy. God, our president looks crazier than he does. Dude, I don't know. I don't know. Do you think humanity's not even ready to wear masks? I doubt they can meet a fucking extraterrestrial. You know what I mean? Could I you mean, imagine? What if, what if COVID came from the aliens? That'd be great. And I'm already immune. I'm like, good. Come on down, bro. Come on down. Ooh, did you hear that in my throat? That was yeah. an alien life form. They implanted it. <laughs> Like how, but we're such shitty, humans are this shitty. I agree that we need some kind of a treaty set in place because we're, we're just so dumb. We're the worst. We can't even take care of ourselves, let alone uh, be cool with fucking ugh, other life. Anyway, that's, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Do you want to go back to these, these other, these other years? <laughs> yeah. We, we haven't even gotten to 2020 on the list yet. Like, so number seven is 2001. And I think we're number eight on this list as 2020. 2020, the year of the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah. Okay, here we go. 340,000 Americans have died and 19.7 million have been infected. I'm one of them. Aside from the pandemic, America has also been, has faced a protest nationwide calling for the end of racism and police brutality. Yes, yes, we know. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Did you guys see the weekend's face, by the way? I did. Yeah. Do you, do you, Tom thinks it might be <clears throat> like a publicity stunt for his new video. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it is. It, it, it's prosthetics. It's open about that. He he did this whole thing where he was like bandaged up for a while. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, it's like a character he's doing. Oh, thank God. Okay, <laughs> I was like that. Please, not that too. Ah, uh, oh yeah, he looks crazy. So he, yeah, he looks like he had plastic surgery done, but it's just prosthetics. Thank goodness. He was cute. You don't want to mess that face up. No. Um, okay, let's get into some mom content. Um, 
gosh, I want to share something my beloved friend, Dr. Jessica Hockman shared with me. She said something that um, really resonated with me. So I wrote it down because, you know, my kids have been cooped up inside because we've been quarantining for the last two weeks and they have just been acting so shitty. I mean, drawing on the walls, throwing things, pulling the dog's tails and um, and I'm like, you know, I get it. They're cooped up. Their lives are just in chaos right now. So of course they're going to act out. And Dr. Hawkman said the best thing. She goes, you know, I think kids are like puppies and you have to run them around and tire them out. Otherwise they ruin your house. And I was like, oh my God, that is so true. <laughs> they're, they're exactly like puppies. You have to tire them out. Otherwise they just ruin your shit. So a tired kid is the best kid. Um, let's start with some fun stuff. Let's go to mom hacks. I just love these, uh, cause who can't use a hack every now and then? So this one comes for, oh, good. Thank you. Mom hacks. Good job. Gee, let's do a voicemail first. We haven't done one in so long. Hey jeans. I don't have a story or a mom hack or fail, but I had to tell you about this uh, female urination device, um, as you shared, you know, your story uh, with Tom trying to pee in the car. So it's called a Go Girl, and it's basically mm. a funnel that you pee into, and it makes it a lot easier for peeing on the go. Take care. <laughs> love you, I mean, Okay. I get, I appreciate the the offer for help. I can't, as a reasonable human being, carry that shit around. I mean, how stupid. Look at the woman at the urinal, a picture of her. I can't do this. I can't do this. This is ridiculous. Why not? It's ridiculous. This looks so stupid. This, this is just worse than just... No, I can't. I just can't. Oh, it's so embarrassing. I peed standing up for a week. That's the story. <laughs> Have you guys used these co-ed toilets ever? Have you used them, Zolo? No, I don't think so. Oh, yeah. All the ones I've seen are like one person ones. They're like you oh, know, yeah. gender neutral, like like the one we have here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one person at a time. I can't do this. No, it, it looks too stupid. And like, I know I won't do it right. So I'll probably just end up pissing all over my hands anyways. You know what I mean? I appreciate the offer though. Thank you. No, I'm not this advanced. Yeah. No. It takes a while to get the aim down. Yeah. Like I, I don't care enough. I w I'll just pull over and piss on the side of the road, you know? But Ugh. I think that's what she's referring to doing that with this. Not so you can oh. do it out of the urinal, but so if you're on the go. You got the go girl. But then I got to clean the go girl. You know, I got to I gotta clean it. It's, it's got to piss all over it. Okay. All right. Thanks. Uh, next mom hack for throwing up. Good. We have three young children and a dog. Our dog is a little guy and pees in the house on large pee pee pads. I came home from work one night and all three kids had the stomach flu and had been puking all day. Ugh. Wife had a genius idea after she got sick of dealing with puke towels and blankets. She layered the floors, the beds, every area near the kids with the dog's pee-pee pads. Oh, it's smart. When the kids threw up, it would land on the pads. Pads go right into the trash and lay down a fresh pad. There's no more scrubbing puke out of the rugs, blankets. This is so smart. It was the best solution for what used to be a disastrous 
mess. This is fucking brilliant. Thank you so much. That's a great idea because I use wee wee pads for the dog. I use wee wee pads on uh, my baby's changing table, but for puke, I had never thought of it. And I really like that. Wee wee pads have so many great, yeah, those are them. The wee wee pads. <clears throat> I tried the grass potty pad for uh, Bitsy. She's so stupid. She goes on rocks anyways. This was just a big waste of uh, money. Oh, very good. Okay, timer mom hack. I like this one too. One of my favorite mom hacks is the timer trick. I've been using this on my nine-year-old daughter for a few years and it works every time. If your child huffs and puffs about doing stuff you ask them to do, like get their own snacks or put something away, just say, I'll time you. This immediately takes your demand and turns it into a fun challenge. Count out loud and tell them how impressed you are by how quick they are. It will put an end to feeling to fighting over stupid shit and keep everyone happy. Keep them high and tight. Erica, I like that. I like that. Um, yes, some children are motivated by that idea of doing things quickly. Uh, oh, I've done this. I've been doing this thing about who wins dinner. Um, when the two boys sit down, I say, who can be a better gentleman? Who's going to win dinner? Is it Ellis or Juju? Who's winning dinner? And then they go, I'm winning dinner. And I'm like, there you go, bros. Who's going to get an Oreo? I give him a cookie. And then the other one goes to uh, bed hungry uh, or how, how yeah, does that That's work right. And if you lose, you go straight to bed starving. Could you imagine? That's what people used to do to kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. There, <laughs> <laughs> there was a book, you know, Peter Rabbit. You remember that story? Of course. So Peter Rabbit doesn't listen to his mom and he goes into the neighbor's whatever briar patch or what the fuck? I don't even remember. He steals something from the mean, the mean gay guy next door. Um, and, uh, I don't know why I thought he was gay. Oh, because the book that we have, they draw him super gay in our Peter Rabbit book. Yeah. What does he look like? Like a gay farmer. Like, <laughs> this fucking old gay guy. Crotchety old mean gay guy running after sweet little rabbits. Cause it's true. He's such a mean guy. Uh, will you look up the, the fucking guy's name who chases Peter Rabbit? He's such a dick. Yeah. Mr. McGregor. Like, why are you such a dick, dude? Like, it's a cute little rabbit in your yard. And like, how much of your shit is he really going to eat? He's going to have like one head of, head of lettuce, maybe at best. He's a tiny little fucking rabbit. He can't eat that much. But Mr. McGregor is so mean and he chases him out. And then he, he uses his jacket and his shoes to make into a scarecrow to scare off. It's just such a fucking dick. And as if Peter's day isn't bad enough, he goes home and his mom punishes him by sending him to bed without dinner. I'm like, gee, what is this child abuse shit? Like, how mean were people back in the day when they were writing these awful children's stories? You know? But I guess kids are afraid of adults. It makes sense. Because some adults are dicks like that. Yeah, there he is, old Mr. fucking Gay McGregor. I should just go buttfuck and stop hurting kids, you know? I really think they should just teach kids like, hey, some grown-ups had bad childhoods and that's why they're mean to you. Like, don't take it personally. <laughs> I try to explain that to my older boy. I'm like, dude, they're just fucking, people are raised shitty, you know? It's not you, it's them. Um, oh, wait, we just we just did this one. Yeah, the timer trick. That is a good one. I like that. Do we have a, uh, hold on, mommy. Okay, 
Okay, this is good. Both my kids used to attend a daycare that provided all the meals and snacks, and it was the best. I know, remember that? When you could just send your kid to school and the school would feed them? Oh, that was the best. What was that, February? Yeah. <laughs> just drop them off in the a.m. and don't even care if they didn't do dinner because they ate so well at the center. Yeah, dog. Since that center is closed till further notice due to COVID, I've had to find a new center for my toddler, which unfortunately requires me to pack him daily meals. Don't I fucking know it. Same with Ellis. I got to get him that bento box, you know, with the little areas and then you put in the... I, what I like to do is pack the extra healthy stuff because if he's hungry enough, he'll eat it, you know. I thought it was going to be a cakewalk because, hey, that's why Lunchables were invented. Boom. But his school has a strict food code where healthy foods are encouraged and fruit gummies, go-gurts, and Ritz crackers are frowned upon. Ritz crackers? That's not that bad. I give that shit to my kids all the time. Well, shit, I'm packing all this stuff in my kids' lunch. I thought I was being healthy. All right. I tried buying the Whole Foods style Lunchables, but it paled in comparison to the handmade bento box lunches the other kids get. That's what I was just saying that I do for my kid. I'm that asshole. <laughs> so while I was shopping at Costco one day, I noticed they always have big party trays of crudite, fruit, and charcuteries. I started buying those instead and making him healthy little bentos, even though I'm literally not slicing or prepping anything. Peeled apples, check. Uncured salami slices, check. Three different types of cheeses, check, check, check. Throw a biodegradable bamboo spork in there, and I'm officially the JV player that got the ride back, that got to ride back with A Squad. Love, Reens. This is awesome. Oh, this is from my friend Rena. Yeah, duh. Hi, Rena. What's up, girl? This is fucking hilarious, dude. Yeah, I get, maybe it's an LA thing, the bento box, but. I really do it because you don't have to use Ziploc bags. They're so easy on Amazon. You get these little bento box lunch boxes. Yeah, it's like, there you go. Kind of like they're kid ones, though. Go down that blue one. That's it. That's it. That's what I have. Dude, it's so much easier because they're all in compartments and the kids get excited and, and you don't have to use bags. And uh, it's fun. Oh, that's such a good idea. So you get to give them like... Wow, I thought that was healthy. I, I really hate this no peanut bullshit too. And I know someone's going to write to me and tell me, but my kids can't get fucking peanut allergies. I don't care, bitch. Back in the day, there's no fucking peanut allergies. I, my friend and I had uh, lunch a million years ago when we could have lunch in restaurants. And I never forget the waiter comes to me. There's like a vegan type of restaurant here in LA. And he goes, Oh, do you have any uh, uh, allergies? And I said, no, bitch, because I'm fucking Gen X. We don't have that because we're not weak. We're not pussies like you guys. Okay? Hell yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's true. Gen X did not have this uh, peanut allergy, but we did create it. We did create it because what we did was we didn't give peanuts and things to kids and then it developed. If I'm correct, that's what I read, that we actually gave these younglings these foundlings these ducklings we gave them fucking peanut allergies and you know what i had a friend that did is that she had her daughter her daughter had all kinds of food allergies to strawberries to peanut butter and this and that and what she would do is give her as when she was a baby just a tiny amount of each thing that she was allergic to 
And over time, she built a resistance to it. You see, that's how it goes. No way that works. It absolutely did. And she'd keep, wow. you know, Benadryl. She was, she's a rational, sane, wonderful mom. Um, and she did it. And now the girl is healthy, 18 years old. No food allergies. No weird uh, pussy fucking millennial. No offense. No, you guys are cool. I like the millennials. What's this one? Gen Y? Gen Z. Gen Z. Yeah, they're the ones with all the, the stuff. So should you go heavy on the peanuts if you're a new mom with I, the, I, an I infant? Always, just like I always did. Yeah? I always, I, I hate to say it, I fucking did. When I was pregnant, I ate everything. I ate everything. Okay, yes, yeah, so yes, I was, I didn't eat sushi or anything, I don't think. No, I didn't eat sushi. I didn't do the cold cuts. I, I'm not talking like that. But I would eat peanut butter. I ate eggs. I ate all the things that I, I believe if you eat it and then the kid gets it in utero, good. And then when the baby's able to eat around six months, absolutely. I gave my kids scrambled eggs. That's the first thing they can eat. You keep the Benadryl nearby just in case. You give them peanut butter. I gave it early to all to both my sons. No, not a fucking allergy in my house. I don't know. Ugh. I don't know. I don't know. I just I believe in exposure. Let 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 them be resilient. It's all good. You can survive. You can survive. Why do you do your friends have that Zolo? You're 12. I, I remember having um, a kid that was allergic to peanuts growing up. Um, and yeah, so now is it like completely it's like easy. you can't even bring peanuts like to the oh. school? Is that like a thing? Cause Dude, you can't even, you can't pe- pack a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for your kid. You have to find nut-free granola bars, which is fucking impossible because by definition, isn't granola made from nuts? Like there's no, it's nuts. No, yeah. Oh, you can't. It's a nut free. Like every school is nut free, even though, and this is the, the silliness of it, even though none of the kids, let's say in my kid's class have a peanut allergy. Let's say they take it. Hey, are any kids, anybody have the allergy here? No. Okay. It's still going to be nut free. Why? What, what is the logic in this? It doesn't make sense. There's no fucking logic. You know what uh, the kid that was allergic to peanuts at my school did? He's gay now? No. <laughs> what is it? He's in the ice capades? I just didn't eat peanuts and he was okay. <laughs> he did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he didn't it didn't matter that other people were. He was, he was fine. That's what I'm saying. But some people are so allergic that even if they're in the, like, the air, the space, I'm not, I know I'm going to get a million emails telling me that even if you open a bag of peanuts and some people are so allergic that just the peanut air... I, I understand. Please don't email me. I know I'm just joking. I'm just being a dick. You know that, right? I have nothing but sympathy for people whose children have severe allergies, obviously. But I'm saying the logic is silly if no one has the allergy to stop everybody from eating peanuts. Wait, what was the question you said? Uh, you said that kid grew up yeah, and he just... he just. No, I, I said, like, what do you think they did at this school, the, the school I went to, because the kid was allergic to peanuts, and I said, he just didn't eat peanuts. He just didn't eat peanuts, right. And then he was okay, because he didn't eat them. <laughs> but other people ate them, and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And he, he somehow yeah. learned to deal with his allergy, didn't he? Yeah. He, <laughs> he carried, like, an EpiPen, just in case, but I don't think he ever used it, and he was fine. See, because that, that, to me, would be... I don't know, the reasonable thing to teach a kid with peanut allergies is how to protect themselves in reality, right? When you can't dictate every environment ever that you step into, maybe learn to carry your pen with you Yeah. in the event that, God forbid, you do get exposed. And okay, but that's reasonable. That's not what's fucking happening in California. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's fucking insane. 
We are a nut free school. <laughs> a nut free school. Okay, mommy, I'm a nut free school. And no junk food. That's that is nuts too. Oh wait, my school is like that too. Yeah, they're like, don't, please don't pack cookies and stuff. I'm like, oh boy. I mean, we had Katie Morton on here and a while ago, a couple, two, three episodes ago, and what she said really blew my mind when she was like, you know, there's no such thing as a bad food. And once you start thinking of food in terms of good and bad, that's how you get eating disorders. That's how you get fat. And so I read this thing where if you stop making sweets a treat if you stop using it as a reward or you stop making a big deal out of it for instance if you you give the kid the dinner and now i just put the oreo right on the plate so it's just a food like everything else there's nothing special about the oreo they can eat it first they can eat it last they can eat it in the middle and guess what yeah they eat the cookie and they eat everything else and now it's it's no big fucking deal and I think that's there's something good to that logic. I don't know. I'm still working on it, though. Interesting. So how do they respond to the cookie? Do they still treat it like it's something special? or? Well, that's the thing. You do it enough that it's like, oh, there's the cookie. Big whoop. Versus, like, if I use the cookie as a reward, then the cookie becomes fetishized. And then, and then you know, and then you get fatzos when they grow up because now the cookie is, like, a reward. It's love. It's everything. It's mom's approval. That's what I am getting nervous about because I am using treats as an incentive around my house. <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. I'm not. That's not a good thing that I'm doing. <sighs> but then do they ever go, like, hey, can I have, like, 10 more of those? I, I like that. Yeah. Well, you know what's good is that they they instinctively gauge now because i've been like you know what moderation dude like two cookies are great two cookies are good right like you don't need to, you don't yeah. actually enjoy it beyond like they know they know they go two. i want two, and i go okay and then they know that's the end of the game we don't ask for more because i'm not going to give it to them the answer is no perfect so, yeah it's nice. kind of worked out <gasps> i have tiktoks yeah you have a few oh my gosh wheelchair barbie can we bring this up is this sure. a tiktok or is this the actual no the wheelchair barbie is a couple of stills you sent in oh my gosh let me show you guys this you're gonna die <laughs> you know me i love social justice warriordom i love it when everybody uh, gets offended and has to have representation um and as a as a warrior mom myself I found this wheelchair Barbie. Um, I'm a little disappointed because is she non-binary? No. Is she transgender? No. Is she biracial? No. She's just a white lady in a wheelchair. So <laughs> nice try, Mattel. Okay. <laughs> Can we try to be a little more diverse and inclusive? <laughs> but how great is this, you guys? I found wheelchair Barbie and I actually found one better. Could you look on Amazon really quickly? I found wheelchair ken and there <laughs> i love him so much here's what i love about wheelchair ken and by the way i sent this to my niece um <clears throat> and she loved wheelchair ken she loved it she was like this is so much fun i love that they turn his head to the side and he's like what's up bitch what's up bitch and he's got like the cool shades on like bow, bow. um still cool he looks a lot like one of our favorite YMH cool guys, <laughs> Mr. Tony John. <laughs> Woo! I thought that's why you were sending it in at first. I didn't oh. even realize he was uh, handy capable. Handy capable. <laughs> handy differently enabled. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, it's so funny that they made him like rad, you know, like 
Oh man, just making it cool. How would you feel if you got this as a kid? You're only like 10 years from being like, 10. Uh, can, can I stand him up? Like, can I take him out of this? <laughs> you probably be, lame. You kind of be frustrated. Like, I think you can. But, um, I mean, shit, like, it would be kind of cool. I can see how it would be cool to a boy to be like, oh, he's got wheels. Like, maybe he's like super fast or something. Like, maybe they should put like rockets on him, like, and make him go real fast. That would be really cool. But yeah, make him into like a superhero. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Then that's, that's right. But the shades are ridiculous. Like, right. <laughs> that's so stupid. <sighs> oh, yeah, the world. Okay. Let's go into what would Christina P do? Oh, no, no. I want my talks. I want my talks. I want my talks. There's so many good ones. TikTok is off the rails, especially because they're showing all the protest stuff. Like, they show the real shit. Is this the French fry baby? This is so cute. Look at this one. You guys are going to love this. So this is like... <laughs> French fry and in the hand. Oh, <laughs> the cute thing ever. <gasps> that is the cutest. That's the only reason you have kids. It's just for that fucking moment when that little... could play it again with the mushy little paw. They're little paws when they're that age. Oh, the hands and the feet grabbing onto a french fry. Is there anything cuter when you feed a little one junk? Oh, they go, oh, look at that little girl. Oh, I just love it to pizzas. That's so cute. Oh, I love it. Doesn't that make you want kids, Zolo? Come on. Maybe just, a little bit. Just seeing that little, little tiny toonsis hand. Oh, squishy. Okay, next one. That was a cute one. Did I send you the demonic toddler? I don't think so. Where it's like, a toddler won't kill you. <laughs> All right. Do F my mom. Fuck my mom. Fuck, fuck my mom. Fuck my mom. Fuck, fuck my mom. I said fuck my mom. <laughs> For those of you just listening, that's a teenager who's wearing, I think, cat ears. And what's the bottom? I can't see because the camera's blocking Zola. What's what else is she wearing? It's not like a cat kind of shirt and stockings. Stockings and what, like jean shorts, cut off jean shorts? Yeah. It's not that crazy of an outfit, but she's she writes that the mom doesn't like the outfit, so she made this as like retaliation. It's actually a really cute outfit. I like her socks. I like it. I don't know why her mom wouldn't let her wear this. It's not that bad. Is this something you would have experimented with in your goth phase? No. Oh, okay. I was way cooler than this. <laughs> <laughs> no way. No, um, I wasn't wearing fishnets. I would have worn like fishnets and like a, you know, a, like a plaid skirt maybe back in the day, which is a little slutty. That's as slutty as I got. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool, actually. But um, I love how mad she is at her mom. Fuck my mom. <laughs> it's so funny at that age how it's like you're you're just mad at mom and dad. You know, you just blame them for everything. Ugh. And then you turn 40 and you realize like, oh, yeah, the enemy is within. It's just me. It's just me. So ain't my mommy or daddy. All right. Next talk. Ain't mommy's fault. <laughs> oh, 
So that girl went to do a handstand in a public store and kicked a woman, which I thought was great. Who hasn't done that? Come on. Right? Uh, All right, next. He's not going to wear a dress. Even though the world laughs at it, scoffs at it, mocks at it, makes you feel bad. When you are a parent, you decide what is acceptable in your household. The same way Eliana is not going to be walking around looking like she's grown when she's 13 years old. It's not acceptable. My husband does not wear dresses. My <laughs> son is not going to wear dresses. As a parent, I decide what I want my children to do until my children become of age. When he's 18 years old, then he can go about his business and do whatever he chooses to do because he is an adult. The Bible says train up your child in the way he should go. And a lot of parents are shirking this duty to, to be hip, you know, to be cool. Um, to look a certain way for people on social media, and I'm never going to do that. I'm going to raise my children to what I believe is biblically solid, and whether they choose to follow that or reject that when they get older, that's perfectly up to them. You know what? I think that's pretty fucking sound logic. Um, I think this lady is right. Like, I think society will tell you what's hip and now, and hey, man, if you if you don't believe your kid shouldn't wear fucking dresses, then uh, guess what? They're not going to do it until they're 18 and they're out. I think that's sound. What do you think? Am I am I old fashioned here? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I think yeah, it's it's good to raise your kids to be biblically solid, right? Well, I mean, that's her that's her belief is like she's doing it because of the Bible. But I'm just saying, like, if in your house you're like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like Ellis or Julian at sixteen and they're like, Mom, I wanna wear a dress. You know, and then do you go I don't know. It depends. It kind of depends where you are in the country. You know, if he were to do it in L.A., I'd be like, yeah, I'm sure all the boys in your school are wearing dresses. Who gives a shit? You know, but if you live somewhere more rural, 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 maybe they'll get they're going to get their asses kicked or killed, possibly, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know how that would go over in Texas. <laughs> I don't know exactly. So you, you might be protecting them by being like, no, dude. Wait until you're 18 and then you can move to California where you can be crazy. I don't know. Did you guys ever want to wear a dress? No. No, I don't think so. Never dressed weird? Never, Chris, never. Yeah, I didn't really feel the need to wear a dress. No, because you got that sassy new haircut now. Oh, shit. What's up, sexy Chris? Look who just got in. (laughs) Look at that. You guys. He's he's here, dude. Look who showed up. I am so fucking excited for you, bro. Look at you. He came in with his fucking MacGyver jacket. He got his hair cut. Something. There's like different energy change with you, bro. What's going on, Chris? Uh, The holidays, I guess. The holidays. What, hanging out with your mom made you get some swag? I mean, yeah, that's what Christmas is all about, right? Oh, my God. (laughs) You're not gonna tell me the truth. You got some. You got some lady action brewing. I mean, don't we all? Oh, okay, Chris. <laughs> I love how cryptic you are. I'm gonna get it out of you eventually. You know that, right? <laughs> this is just day one, so I'm gonna be easy with you. Like I'm not gonna force it too much. But I'm really happy for you. Do you feel some swag? Do you feel it? I mean, yeah, the jacket definitely gives you a little bit more swag for sure. Okay. It's a new jacket. It's a new jacket. Where'd you find this? Uh, my mom for Christmas. <laughs> Your mom gave you that? Yep. Wow. That's, she's very cool. She's a cool mom. She's not like a regular mom. 
She is the coolest. That is so great. So even your mom was like, Chris, it's time to style you up a little bit. <laughs> I think, can any take you fashion shopping as well? Um, okay. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Annie's like the most stylish. Actually, Zolo too is really good style. These two boys need to take you shopping. And like, because look how good you look with just a fucking jacket. Imagine if those two guys could style you, you'd be like unstoppable. Maybe. I, <laughs> oh my God. I like, never put a lot of stock in style so much. I oh guess. my God. You have, how old are you now? Uh, I am 29. Okay. Let me tell you a little something that happens. In your 20s, you're going to look good wearing a fucking burlap sack. Okay. Then you hit 30 and shit starts to change. Yane is cute. And then by the time you're 40, forget it. All you have is style to carry you into the 40s. So it's time to hone that style, bro, because that's what's going to that's what's going to tip you. And women respect style. Women respect it. Right. D Josh has a girlfriend. Absolutely. Yeah. And did she help style you up or were you this stylish when you met? Um, she hasn't really helped me with clothes much, but I, I think I do remember her mentioning that she she liked that I kind of dress nice at, at first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how you get the ladies. I'm so excited for you, Chris. I'm going to get you out of your shell. It's a slow process. Look at, he's so shy. You need like, you know what you need, Chris? Like a dominant, you need kind of an alpha bitch to be like, like just throw you down and be like, we're going to make out like that. We can send right? the mistress melody. That's, uh, that's what I'm from two bears. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Chris, what's your Instagram handle? <laughs> At C Lars, the C double E underscore L A R S. Okay. Now are you an alpha bitch? I do. Am I wrong here? Do you need a girl who's a little more aggressive? Do you like that? Or will that turn you off? Um, I don't think you're wrong about that. Okay. They nailed it. <laughs> you need aggressive, you, like, not like scary though, right? Like, like a dominatrix is too much. Like, we're joking about that. Yeah, I don't want to be afraid of them. No, you don't want to be afraid of them, but you don't mind a girl who's a little forward, right? Like, who might initiate? Yeah, definitely. Um, I... Because, <laughs> as you said, I'm shy. You're shy. <laughs> I'm shy. Yeah, but it's always the shy ones when you get them behind closed doors that are freaky, right? Come on, any, back me up. Shy. All of them, they're all crazy. Every time. <laughs> Every time. Every time. <laughs> shy is freaky behind closed doors. I know it. Okay. So if you're listening and you're into the new Chris Larson look, he's got the short hair. He's got the jacket. The boys are going to take him shopping. He's going to be even more styled out. Hit him up. What is it again? C underscore. Well, fuck with the underscores and all this shit. Just make it Chris Larson. But what is it? It's at C double E underscore L-A-R-S. I mean, could you? Okay, we'll work on that. You the... think Chris Larson is not taken? What about the Chris <laughs> Larson or like Chris Stanky Dick Larson or... Come sniff my nuts, Larson. Anything. YMH. Studio Jeans, Larson. You know what I'm saying? He hates me so Yeah, much. no, I'm not going to do any of those. 
<laughs> Chris hates my guts. I love you and I'm proud of you. And I feel like 2021 is going to be your year. You're going to find a lady. It's going to be great or several. I don't know. Let's do some what would Christina P do's, do's, does, diesel, doozles. Um, let's do one and then I want to do, oh, I love these Pichetsky effects. Okay. Um, okay. Baby name. Here we go. I'm eight months pregnant and still deciding what I'm going to name my baby boy. Throughout my pregnancy, I have had friends and family ask what I'm going to name him. And when I give names, they always give their shitty opinions, which makes me uncertain or bums me out. I am also a full-time goth. Woo! With dreadlocks. Awesome. So obviously, I don't give a rat's ass about what my family thinks of me. But this is my child, and it hurts to hear that my family hates the name I will potentially give him. They haven't been super weird names either, but odd enough to stand out. Have you or anyone else had this issue? Much love, Serene. Yes, Serene. First of all, shout out to all the goth moms out there. I respect it. I'm a huge fan of Kat Von D. <laughs> if you haven't seen her Instagram, she's like the fucking coolest goth mom, and she dresses her kid up in like total goth wear all the time. It's super rad. It's just so much fun. So, Serene, absolutely, yeah, here he is. Uh, I think is the kid's name. So fucking cute. Um, yes, I did run into this when I named our first son, Mr. Ellis. Um, and I found that people will, as with everything, really, whenever you're in a period of creating, coming up with something, keep it to yourself. Incubate the idea until you're, until it's executed. Because people will say things that will dissuade you, that will uh, bother you, get in your head, and dream crush you. They don't mean to. Um, basically, if it's not the name they would have chosen, they're going to shit all over your name. So I would say choose the child's name, keep it under your vest, keep it close to your heart until that baby is born. And then when the kid is born and you they get to meet it for the first time, that's when you go, hey, this is little Dracula or whatever, Chocula, you're going to name your cool rad goth kid. Uh, what are some other names? This is young Peter Murphy. That would be so rad. This is Robert Smith. Um, and those are just for the goths listening. Those are some really good goth jokes. Uh, yeah, so save it. And we did that. So I learned my lesson the first time with Ellis I told our in-law my in-laws and they were like not pleased and I'm like fuck you now you just ruined the joy you know so with the second kid we were like nope not telling yeah or what I like to do is we would tell them fake names on, on the second baby we would tell them that we're gonna name him like D'Artagnan, Crifonzo, Chongor we're gonna name him you know LaShawn, whatever the fucking, I don't know. Just say something so that you throw them off the trail so that when you do reveal a real name, they're just happy it's not the crazy name you said first. But yes, motherfuckers will dream crush you about everything. And I, I don't think they mean well. People are like, oh, I'm sure they mean well. Mm, no, they don't. No, they don't. People are kind of dicks. And uh, people who mean well will actually just be like, that's a cool name. Thanks for sharing. Okay, here we go. Um, <coughs> I'm 29 
And over the last three years, a few of my friends have had kids. I do not have any yet, and I need some mommy advice. The problem is that my friends seem to think that my time is less valuable because I don't have children. One example, I was to meet a friend for lunch at 2 p.m. At 2.30, I'm still waiting, so I called her, and she answered that her kid is still napping, and when he wakes up, he'll need food and to get dressed. So it was closer to 4.30 p.m. I'm sitting in the restaurant waiting. This is not the first time that this has happened. Other friends have done similar things and don't see any problem with you waiting around for them, and there's no apology. I want to see my mom friends, and I go out of my way to accommodate them, but when I'm constantly met with tardiness, with not as much as a phone call or a last-minute excuse to cancel, it's hard not to get angry. How do I tell them that this is rude? Is there something I'm missing? Am I being unreasonable? But to be honest, even if I was meeting an Abercrombie model for lunch and he turned up he turned up two and a half hours late, I'd still be angry. Keep him high and tight, Meg. Yeah, Meg, I think you were just friends with inconsiderate people. Uh, kids or no kids, I think showing up late without a text or a call is just plain rude. Um, now, in mom world, there is an etiquette that is, it's pretty much given that you're going to be late to stuff if you have kids. So, you know, have within a half hour, I think is reasonable within an hour even is gosh, kind of reasonable. I'm saying like when both of you have kids, but if one of you doesn't, I think it's fucking rude. And, um, I think you should say as much like, Hey dude, you know, the last time we hung out, you were like two hours late and I was waiting for you at the restaurant. I understand you have a kid, but, uh, it's like not cool. Or, you know, what you can do, which I found the easiest way to hang out with people that have kids. If you still want to be friends with these people is just offer to come over and bring some fucking food, just bring lunch, bring a cupcake, whatever. Cause the kids are just going to be there playing anyways. And then you can sit there and, you know, drink with the mom and just what it, it is hard for moms to go out is what I'm saying and bring the kid. But, uh, I think you're just friends with fucking inconsiderate people what do you think am i off on this or am i right you guys no i totally agree kind of dicks right i mean i don't have kids but if i had a friend that had a kid and made me wait at a restaurant for two and a half hours i I (laughs) would not give a fuck what his excuse was yeah and like you can't text your friend and be like hey dudes you just text your friend be like my kid's asleep or like first of all this whole shit like oh my kid's napping yeah dude they nap at the same time every day or they should be and you fucking know when your kid's nap time is. So why are you planning an event at that time? Like, it's just whatever. Your friends are inconsiderate, I think. Parent lies. So much feedback from the last episode of where my mom's at 80 with burnt Chrysler. Um, apparently, a lot of you lie to your kids as well. <laughs> uh, in the episode, Bart, y'all were talking about parent lies. And I knew I had to write in. My mom filled my whole childhood with lies that almost certainly paved the way to the anxiety I experienced as a 26-year-old adult. If there was a drawer that she didn't want me to open, she would tell me it was full of spiders, rats, roaches, which would scare the shit out of me. If I was bad, my mom would point at a stranger and tell me they were going to take me home. (gasps) Sometimes the super cool fucking strangers would play along too until I started crying. She used to drink her coffee really sweet with cream, and I really liked it. She would tell me that if I drank too much coffee, I would grow a tail. I thought that was badass, so I was always trying to get a cup. These are just a few. As I got older, the lies got less lighthearted and way more dark. Like if I ride my bike alone somewhere, I would definitely get kidnapped. If I leave the house without turning on the radio, burglars would know that no one was home and they'd break in. Oh, no. 
Okay, uh, this is from Paul. Yeah, your mom was kind of a jerk, dude. I think that's just lazy parenting. <laughs> Telling the kid that the drawer is full of roaches and spiders and rats is kind of damaging. I don't think I would do that one. Would you employ any of those? Uh, no, I wouldn't tell them that strangers are going to take them home. I think that's really scary. Mm, coffee growing tails? No, but I tell them that certain food makes them jump faster or whatever, yeah. No, I don't like to traumatize my kids. I think because I'm so sensitive to that because my parents traumatize the shit out of me. Probably a good thing. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. That's so damaging. This one's great. Uh, okay, I wanted to chime in on the Burt podcast. In the mid-90s, my dad had convinced my brother and I that he was a pirate. <laughs> Not one of those fun Somali pirates, but a true blue Shiver Me Timbers pirate. My dad is a great guy, but he went too far with it. He would dress up, bring out a sword, and tell us about living his life as a pirate before he met my mom. He had a picture of Richard Nixon that he threw darts at in his office, and this was his sworn enemy. He also said Nixon chopped off part of his ear, which was just a genetic defect he's had since birth. We were too young and talked to understand that the pirates we saw on TV had died off hundreds of years ago. That made it even worse. We found out it was a lie because not only did we feel cheated, we also felt like idiots. Turns out he was just a software salesman. Four strokes forever, Andrew. <laughs> a pirate's a pretty great lie. And I have, a, I have a feeling he started that lie because of his ear missing part of that ear. So he was probably like, oh yeah, fucking pirate caught it off, kid. It's fucking amazing. That's a good one. I told you guys on, on um, I, I told my son that I have lasers in my eyes. And the other day I had to go into uh, the bushes to open up a box to switch the power went out. And uh, it's a rose bush. So I was like, oh, no, this bush is going to hurt me. And he goes, mom, why don't you just use your lasers? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, no, you have to be asleep. That's the only time it works is when you're sleeping. I can use the lasers. But he remembers that I have eye lasers. And he brings it up quite a lot. It's a quick save. <clears throat> I know, right? Well, that gets Good you out thinking. of a lot. Yeah. <laughs> if you're like, it only works when you're asleep. Yeah. Because <laughs> then I tell him that's how I protect his toys because he's always worried about bad guys sneaking in and taking his toys. And I'm like, yeah, but I got fucking eye lasers. It's not going to happen, bro. You know? And he's yeah. like, what if it happens during the daytime? I'm like, I have a gun. I'll just shoot him. I'll kill him right there. I go and I'll call the police. I'm taking him away. Take those fucking bad guys away, bro. Don't worry about it. I go, your dad's here too. You'll beat the shit out of him. Okay, this is the boarding school follow-up. So Bert Kreischer had threatened his daughters with boarding school when they were being bad one time. And one of his daughters, Isla, was like, great, when do I go? And started packing. <laughs> Georgia, who's like the sweet one, was just beside herself and alarmed. Uh, this person writes in, hey there, I just saw the latest WMMA with Bert. I go to boarding school and love it. Uh, I don't want to say where she goes. She goes somewhere in the East Coast. It's an all-girl college prep art school, and it's awesome. It's hard being away from your parents at first, but you get used to it quickly, and it becomes awesome. It's really just early college with no drugs and kids who care about good grades. Well, that is awesome. Good for you. Uh, that's good that you had a good experience. I I don't think I had a friend that went to a boarding school. I had friends that go to those... Um, Re rehabilitation schools <laughs> for bad kids what are those called rehabs i think <laughs> that's a different type of school that's not a school yeah i don't think they care as much about the nope. good college there <laughs> <laughs> it's just getting off of drugs yeah 
Um, oh, I love these. Let's do some Pajitsky effects. Oh, do let's do voicemails and then I'll save these for the next. Let's listen. Hi, Mommy. This is Kaylee. I have a Pajitsky effect for you. So a couple months back, my husband and I decided to make popcorn. And after the popcorn was made, I realized that I had pretty much burned the entire bag of popcorn. <laughs> Instead of um, getting a new bag, I just continued to eat the half-burnt smoking popcorn. <laughs> and my husband said, what are you doing? Just make more popcorn. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Have a good one, and keep them high and tight. Yeah, I know, because you're like, popcorn's not expensive. Like, you're not going to break the bank if you waste a bag of popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it just makes me laugh. I get, I'm the same way, dude. I'll be like, I can't. I gotta, I gotta finish this no matter what. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> All right, what's the next one? <laughs> hey, Christina. My name is Luke. Uh, I have a Pazitsky effect for you. Like the, the entire time I've been using deodorant, and when you take the lid off, there's that plastic cap that's actually over the deodorant, the, the clear cap that you have to pull off, or I, so I thought. Uh, this whole time, yeah, I've been pulling it off, and I just realized two days ago that you can actually twist up the deodorant and pop it off that way. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Bye. See, that's a good one that's not rooted in um, poverty, like being poor. <laughs> that one's just like, duh. <laughs> Did you guys do that? Did you know that you could do that? I had never realized that before. <laughs> I'd always just like try to yank it out and you got to get like the two fingers on there real tight. <laughs> that, that's incredible. <laughs> I bet you Chris Larson knew that you could just, yeah, right? Chris. No, I did not actually. <laughs> <laughs> Are you telling me you knew this, Christina? This is the one Pajitsky effect I knew in advance. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. When did you discover this? Not long ago. Like, really not that. Maybe, maybe three years ago, I was like, oh, I don't have to, like, dig and hurt my fingers. I can okay. twist it up and then it'll come to me. Yeah. yeah. It's entitlement thinking, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, I don't have to suffer for everything all the time. It's a revelation. <laughs> I also realize that I don't need to wait until I'm down to the very bottom of the, the deodorant where I'm scraping the plastic part against my armpit. You know, when you're like, yeah. ow, ow, fuck, yeah. before you buy another one. Like, I buy three at a time, and then I don't have to suffer through the end of the scrapes. <laughs> yeah, I just did that the other day. I threw one away, like, just before it got to that point, and I opened a new one, and it was, like, the most luxurious thing I'd ever done. And yeah. Like, oh, my God. I know. This and is it's amazing. What is it, like, I don't know, like, $10 to do that? Yeah, and, I mean, <laughs> like, otherwise you're just saving, like, a penny's worth of deodorant if you're trying to use, like, that last little bit. I used to in college because I was so broke and so lazy, I remember, like, you know when it would fucking break, like, the end of the deodorant breaks? Like, you, you take out, did you ever take out, like, the chunk and just mash that against your All the time. Like, All the like, time. This has to work. 
Yeah, and then, and then your fucking hands all greasy and shit. Like, yeah, it's oh, like a two-part inconvenience too, because a lot of the time there's just not enough in those chunks. And then halfway through the day, you realize you smell like shit, and it's like, oh fuck, that didn't even work. And I like scraped my armpits all up. It's so bad. It's so bad. I'm trying to remember in college if I ever even did laundry. Like I'm just trying to remember. Because at one point when I lived out of the dorms, we lived in a house and there was a laundromat down the street. But laundromats are so miserable and it was always so cold in San Francisco. And like, how the fuck did I do my... I, I don't even think I, I must not have done it very often because I'm like, I don't remember going to that laundromat. Interesting. Yeah. And I'm like, ugh, I think because I didn't sweat much. It was so cold in SF. Like I... <laughs> just wore the same shit over and over again hmm. i mean how there has to be a laundry hack like there has to be a way young broke people can do laundry without having to go to the laundromat is there is there a service yet uh, i'm sure there's a service i don't think it's available to broke people it probably costs money because <laughs> one time in england when i was living there i heard of a thing called laundry by the pound and they're like, yeah, this woman will do your laundry and they just charge you by the pound. And I was like, this is awesome. And at the time I had no scope of what weight was. <laughs> you know, you're like, what's a pound? I don't know. I don't care. And I gave her all my laundry and it was so expensive. It was like, yeah, yeah, it was like a hundred dollars or something back then. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, like, I don't even have a hundred dollars. <laughs> I just put it on my credit card. I'm like, whoops. Oh, it was horrible. It was horrible being broke. Yeah, what they need to invent are clothes that like don't get dirty or don't smell or something. They just don't, you don't need to wash. Or like in that movie Idiocracy, um, I don't know if you remember Dak Shepard in his house has disposable clothes. It's like it's like um, a paper towel dispenser. You just go whoosh, and that's your shirt for the day. <laughs> that's dope. I would love that that's so much. Sick. I hate laundry so much. All right, let's do another uh, Pajitsky effect voicemail. Hey, mommies. This is Chastity calling from Georgia. I'm literally driving down the road when I realize that I am currently experiencing a Pajinsky effect. <laughs> my bra's way too tight. Really crushing my soul and my titties. Newsflash, I can either A, take it off, or B, loosen it. And I think I'm just going to take it off. Going down the interstate. Whatever. 2020. <laughs> Screw it. Love you, mommies. I sign every That's a great sign off. Ta ta, they're retard with their accent. I loved it. Well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you don't have to have a super tight bra. That took me years to experience as well. And you can have a bra, you can buy bras more often than you think, too. Like, bras don't hold up beyond six months. That's when they actually start to break down. You should replace your bras every six months because you wear them all day. And they do a lot of work and they, they, you know, it's fabric. So fabric loosens and doesn't get as strong. And you, did you know that when you buy a bra, you're supposed to put it on the last hook first. And then as like a month or two goes by, then you tighten it and then you tighten it. You go to the other hooks behind them and you can also tighten these straps here so that they still lift your girls up. And so the bra does get weaker over time. Um, yeah, I also realize that I can take my bra off too at home, like if I'm just home and I don't have to wear it all the time. Uh, 
a fucking revelation. Oh yeah, and I've also been changing my socks a lot more because I'll step in water puddles and I'll just be miserable all day. And I'm like, what am I doing? I can just change socks. Like I don't have to live like this, like a fucking animal. Okay, let's do another one. <laughs> hey, mommies. Love the show. This is Mike from Detroit, and I was just calling with the Fujitsuki effect. Um, I'm in the process of moving right now, and I moved a lot, and usually I would just put all my stuff in a laundry basket or in a box or whatever, and um, I just learned that you can buy moving supplies um, and, like, pack your stuff correctly. <laughs> which I'd never thought of doing before. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. now I have my own moving boxes that I bought and the correct packaging. <laughs> and then I realized I had been storing all of these gift wrapping tissue stuff from every birthday party for the last 20 years in order to reuse it because I'm cheap and don't want to buy new tissue. And then uh, I just realized, why am I hoarding all this tissue? I could use it to move. And when I'm done, get rid of it and the next time i buy a birthday present i can uh buy the correct tissue and bag for the event i'm going to at the store amazing amazing and also did you know (laughs) i didn't figure this out until i was 28 um this is before amazon was around that you can order boxes in bulk and they can send them to your house (laughs) like you don't have to go to home depot and just buy boxes and carry them and shit because they're heavy and terrible you can order boxes multiple sizes did you know that that you can go on amazon and order a variety of sizes of boxes packing tape and bubble wrap or whatever like you're using which is a brilliant idea leftover wrapping paper why not newspaper works great too old magazines i've even wrapped up stuff in that and they send it to your house and you don't even have to go out and buy anything Uh, (laughs) did you know too you can ship boxes of books and you can um send it media mail which is like it's slow as hell i just learned about this i i don't get it like why is it cheaper to send like books and stuff i don't I have no idea how this works, but if you want to send books across the country, send it media mail and just a regular and go to the post office and it's so much cheaper and I have no idea how. I don't know. It's like it's such a bargain too. Like I don't understand why media mail is so cheap. Yeah, it ships it's like books at least eight pages is considered a book it's so crazy printed music or test materials video and sound recordings i guess because they realize that maybe it's like prices start at two dollars eighty cents at a post office it's like i don't know cost effective way to send media and educational materials this service has restrictions on the type of media that can be sent but still it's i guess i guess for students and for well, it like, costs a fortune to send this shit. It, it usually would go like by pound, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's by the weight. So if you're sending a shitload of books, that's gonna weigh a ton. And maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's cool. Maybe it's for students because yeah. that's what I would. I started to do that in college when I would um, send my books home after me, so I wouldn't have to like carry them or whatever. Fucking a man! So many hacks to life. Are there any more, or is that it? We got one more. Well, let's hear it. 
Hi, Mommy. Um, I just wanted to share a Pazitsky effect that I have been dealing with. Um, I'm 26 now, and for a long time in my early 20s, I would only use toothbrushes every six months when you go to the dentist. I forgot that you could go buy toothbrushes in between them, so you would just get that free toothbrush every time, <laughs> and I would just use it, and that's disgusting, and now... I understand that because of you. All right. Love you. Bye. <laughs> yes. And did you know that, because um, I just buy packs of toothbrushes now on Amazon. Um, I do use the, it's called Brush. It was a sponsor and it's such a good toothbrush. But in addition to that and Quip, we use the Quip too. I like to get just old school, old fashioned. I got them on Amazon. You just get a pack. I put one in every bathroom. I put one in the shower, so I brush my teeth in the shower. I put one downstairs in, like, the shit bathroom that everybody just shits in, you know, by the kitchen so they don't have to run upstairs to brush my teeth sometimes when I'm with my kids. Yeah, you can have a toothbrush. I keep a toothbrush here at the fucking studio. I mean, toothbrushes are not expensive, dude. On Amazon, you can get a whole fucking pack for five bucks. You may as well. It's the best. Oh, God, you know what I'm really into right now? Are those flossing sticks with the spikes on them? Yeah. The yeah. gum ones? Yeah, oh, good. They're so, they feel, I sit there at night and I do it. It feels so good. You just blew my mind with that toothbrush thing. Bruh. I never thought Bruh. I could put them in different rooms or in my <laughs> shower or like if I'm traveling, I'm always like, fuck, I got to get my toothbrush, like my one toothbrush that I'm using. <laughs> I could use other ones too uh -huh. simultaneously. Simultaneously. That yeah. Is Amazing. Yeah, you got it. Shower toothbrush is different than my fucking toilet toothbrush downstairs. It's different than my travel one that I keep. I just keep it in a travel kit already. It's the fucking best. Oh, and razors too. Like I'm not beholden to one razor. You know, you buy like a pack of lady razors. I just leave them everywhere. Yeah. Fuck wow. it. Yeah. It's exciting, right? When you become an adult. What a revelation. I know. Why did our parents not teach us this? <laughs> I know, right? I think my parents were so precious about everything, you know, like you, you only have one, you only have one toothbrush, like, all right. Yeah. And communists are going to take them away, I guess. It's fucking retarded. All right. I got to go. I got to go home to my, uh, oh God, my kids. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm just kidding. They're cute. Thank God they're cute and they're fun because goddamn. Right. All right. Uh, go ahead and email me where my mom's at at gmail.com. Leave me a voicemail. Oh, shoot. The phone number. Do you have the phone number, mommy? Two one two one three three seven five five one eight four. We did it. That's 213-375-5184. If you want to respond, you want to leave me a mom hack, a Pajitsky effect. You know, I love those. I think someone just broke into our office. Is that what that was? <laughs> So, I didn't hear anything. Oh yeah, someone clearly just uh, okay. Okay, Render let's wrap the show up. Wrap up the show. All right. Until next time, stay cool, moms. Where my moms? Where my moms? Where my moms at? Where my moms wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my moms? Where my moms? Where my moms at? Where my moms at? Podcast with Christina P.